Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 24. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jonathan Getz and Dennis Levi-Leach. How's it going, guys? Going good. 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 Happy cool. opening week. Base, real baseball is upon us. Everyone's excited. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, earlier, uh, well, last week, actually, um, there was a giant press conference slash ego fest. Um, some of the most popular musicians of right now um, held a we press We did not conference. say talented. Right, right. <laughs> uh, there, were, there were a few good artists in there. But um, uh, Jay-Z is launching a streaming service called Tidal, T-I-D-A-L. And basically it's it promises higher quality uh, but at a, it's at a, a higher cost. It's about twenty bucks a month um, for for the service. So he had a press conference. A bunch of people there. Um, Beyonce, of course. Alicia Keys. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Yeah. Um, the Arcade Fire. Jack mm-hmm. White. Um, so it was, you know, really like the the, the probably you know the most, some of the most popular musicians of of uh, of right now. And um, I thought the whole thing was just the self-importance of what of Jay-Z, as much as I I, I don't mind the guy's music. I think the Black Album is really good, actually. The self-importance that that guy carries himself with sometimes, (laughs) like acting like he's Rembrandt or some (laughs) shit, you know, in this. Hey, he he used to own 0.1% of the Nets. Yeah, you're not you're not changing the fucking world, dude. It's just it's just a streaming service. okay? (laughs) just like the other ones that are out there right now, only it's a little bit better quality um so i mean yeah it's 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 his money if he's bored he can spend it however he wants and uh, like i said i i don't mind most of the time i don't mind jay-z but when he when he when he gets self-important well um, it wasn't just him though seeing the clips from this press conference and all all of these artists lined up like signing this doc document like it's the declaration of independence right, was right. really uncomfortable yeah, and, it was. and I think because all of these artists are filthy rich, and I think that that's where they went wrong. They should have had younger, more up and coming artists, maybe no name artists. Tobias Jesso Jr. is is a good uh, uh, up and coming artist right now. That was you know just on Conan, and people maybe would have recognized him. And but all of these guys were filthy rich, and so it came off totally pretentious. Yeah, and uh, you know I. If it's higher quality, that's cool. I'm listening. Uh, but the uh, the the act it was not well orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta dismantle this two ways. The first is uh, somewhere in a room, Neil Young sitting pissed the fuck off because he came up with something like this like a year or so ago, where he was trying to get higher quality digital. Yeah, the music. Pono came out. Yeah, and so I. That aspect of it makes me think it's not going to work because a rock star's already gotten behind in a digital format and mm-hmm. it's not and, done. And anything. and I mean, let's be honest, not a lot of people really cared about Neil's no, MP3 player. And, I mean, it's for audiophiles. Well, and that's my yeah, next. Yeah. That you steered it right to this to the place I'm going. Mm-hmm. If you care enough about the sound of music, you probably listen to records instead of streaming. Right. All well, there, there's a trade off. There's there's a time and a place for streaming. I understand finding like, new artists. Yeah, or hmm. 
you know, it's great for when you're on the go. You can't I'm at the office. Yeah, you, you know, can't throw I mean, a record, so... you know, while you're on the train or whatever. Well, and so I I get that there needs to be streaming services, but the quality of a streaming service, in my opinion, will never beat the quality of a vinyl record. It won't. It won't. But I, yeah, I think when uh, when you're in a situation where you want to be able to stream, yeah, it's awesome. Keep improving the streaming quality because otherwise, uh, the, the, uh, you know, we'll get stuck in a rut. Of and it's the a big fidelity. difference. Like, I mean, like, like yeah. the rhythm sections like suck in streaming. You know, like yeah, I mean, hi hats well, and yeah. yeah. The problem is, I mean, you can get decent quality sounding music for free all day long on youtube i mean if you want if you want to listen to music on your phone you just pull up well and and quite honestly go video to video to video and a lot of them are in hd now youtube's youtube is how most younger people listen to music now exactly Uh. under under the age of 22 they're that's how they consume is on youtube and you're right levi it is high uh, high def audio (laughs) yeah yeah, it does sound so, pretty I mean, good. It, most of the time. As long as that's out there, nothing like Tidal, I, I think, is going to take off. I don't think so either, yeah. I mean, it's it's already entering kind of a crowded field, too. You've got Spotify, you've got Ardeo, um, you've got... Uh, but the angle of it, isn't it so that the artists make more money, right? With this, isn't that yeah. the angle of, of Tidal? This one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the rates are higher. You know? The rates are higher, but if they're, if they're also selling higher quality, then that's sort of a trade-off um but i'll I'll, I'll defend the artist here like 20 bucks a month for all the music you want to listen to is is still kind of dirt cheap you know uh, yeah my 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 17 year old self would be totally ecstatic over that right i mean most people they there was an average that like i I read because it's got a lot of press coverage obviously um it kind of one of those stories that's indicative of you know the the changing musical landscape and (laughs) how we consume music um so you had all the media weighing in um it it, uh you know it's it's a crowded field like i mentioned but um also like I, i i think i read like the cons- average consumer spends like 40 bucks a year on music. Hmm. So for, for them, it is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had 20 bucks a month mm-hmm. times 12, right. For us, people who, you know, when we were buying CDs regularly, I was, you know, I was buying shit. I was buying a couple CDs a oh, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I drop loot on vinyl all the time. Right. Yep. Right. So we still buy music. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I feel guilty sometimes how little I pay for music on Ardeo. You know, yeah. I mean, I shit. You know, uh, it's yeah. between me and my wife. It's you know, I think seventeen, eighteen bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't really see this going anywhere. You know, I mean, it made a splash, obviously, because of all the people involved in the commercial, essentially press conference slash commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the idea that they turned the press conference into a commercial like made it all the more pretentious. It was cringe. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it made for really good like headline news stuff while you're sitting totally. in a doctor's office. Yeah, totally. right. It's like, oh, that's kind of a neat. Scene. I love like everyone really <laughs> seriously listened to like, fuck, I don't know, like Chris Martin and Madonna. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, like I don't want to hear. Like somebody like on Deadspin posted, like there was a there was a Deadspin. They, they were incredulous on Deadspin. Yeah. yeah, Gawker or Deadspin like um, 
posted the article and they said it was terrible. One of the commenters said, um, Madonna is kind of like that old aunt who can't drive anymore, but you don't have the heart to take away the keys. <laughs> Ouch. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on from Madge and on to other topics. Um, Bob Costas, uh, well, I guess, I don't know, legendary is weird to say, but um, he's been around a while. Um, St. Louis's own. He is, yeah, he's a big St. Louis guy. He proposed, um, it got the media coverage, I don't know how long ago he proposed this, but the art, there was an article on Business Insider here just uh, a couple, uh, couple days ago, and Costas proposed uh, l- taking away eight games from the current season, so it would be 154 games, and here are his three suggestions. So convert the wild card round from one game playoff to a best of three with all three games played at the home of the team with the better record. Okay. Second suggestion was convert the division series, which is now best of five to best of seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and his quote here, which I think is a fairly good rationale for it says what sense does it make to have one series that is best of five be the one that involves the wild card and the third best of the three division winners therefore increasing the possibility of a fluke result right right because the more games you play the more likely the better team will most likely persevere and the last one is uh give the number one seed an extra home game against the wild card team in the division series my head hurts yeah and he basically (laughs) says that when the two and three seed play each other you just go two three two games one two six and seven at the home of the higher seed games three four and five at the home of the lower seed but which is the way that it's done now Mm -hmm. but when the wild card winner plays the team with the best record you go two two and three um games one two five six and seven at the home of the higher seed the other seed only the lower seed gets two games yeah it's complicated um i could see the 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 best of seven thing for the for the one round yeah i don't like the best of five that round yeah and i i the other things though i don't really agree with and i'm not sure i would like to ask a bunch of baseball players if giving them an extra eight days off would matter to them i mean I would think so. I would think it would. I mean, to see families, you know, I mean, it would build in some a little bit of a, of a cushion in the schedule, you know. I mean, so maybe they could have two days off in a row sometime. Or... Well, and maybe not even it doesn't equate to days off. Maybe just the season gets over in October as opposed to November, which would be nice for that to be right. consistent. When did yeah. we go to a 162 game season? Do we know? Um, was it that 69? Yeah, it was like it was in the 60s. How yeah. many games were before that? It was 154. Yeah, it was 154. So that's why he wants to go. There. I wondered how he. Right. Was I think that's that how he arrived yeah. at the number. Yeah. So yeah. when Maris hit, when Maris hit 61, he did that in 154 games. And so it's interesting with baseball and all of these hollowed stats that uh, we we compare seasons of different lengths and so it's not really apples to apples right and that would happen again yeah although you'd get get somebody more likely to hit 400 right with 154 games i agree i've been 
thinking that they should, they should go to 154 games uh, for a while, though I don't think that they need to expand the playoffs. I kind of yeah. get the wild card thing. The instead of a one game playoff, it's just like you go, you have a series at another ballpark, like you do all year, where you play three uh, at, at at somebody else's ballpark, and that's pretty standard, I guess. See, I, I kind of like the intensity of a sudden death game, though. Right, right. I I, I have to admit, I, I don't want that one changed. Yeah, I like. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat there. I like. Yeah, that. it's it's intense. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just it, one and done. I think it makes for a fluke, and I sometimes think that's exciting for baseball. That's what makes right. the tournament that just finished yeah. so great. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like Bob. I'm not going to say he doesn't like the wild card winning the World Series as often as it does, but he's trying to give those top two teams uh, more of an advantage, I guess. Because he yeah. he thinks that uh, that the wild just because the wild card team catches fire doesn't mean that they should be uh, permitted to win the World Series so easily. Yeah, yeah, but sports are about it's more about any given day than it is a whole season. You know, I mean, so yeah. I, uh, I I don't like that notion. I don't I don't like these super teams anyway. I mean, one of the best things about baseball right now is that there's so much parity. You know, I mean, we're going to go over our predictions here in a little bit. And, you know, I was as I was surveying the league, there's only like six teams that like really suck. Six that or don't seven. have a chance. Yeah. yeah, that like have no chance, mm-hmm. I would say, of getting either wild card mm-hmm. slot. Um, so. So, yeah, I, I don't want to see these dynasty teams. You know, I mean, that's what made the late 90s. And the early aughts kind of suck. Well, it's something what made it up until a few years ago suck because it was you know you just the Yankees and the Red Sox every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of uh, turned into the Giants. Yeah, or the yeah, well, yeah. yeah, every other year now for the Giants. Though they but went a long time without having one, so they did. In cluster their, effect. Yeah, they're um, just the fact that they don't make it every other year, at least recently. That's their pattern. Um, yeah. Shows that they're yeah. they're vulnerable still, yeah. you know. And the Red Sox went worst to first, and yeah, there's right. certainly a history of that. All right, um, I mentioned predictions earlier, and uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to those before we get to our final four of Guitar Madness. All right, so we are we wanted to get these predictions in while the season is still very young there's only most teams have only played two games at this Mm -hmm. point um i have based all my predictions on these two games (laughs) right (laughs) right it's like the braves are two and oh just put them in the world (laughs) you know um so anyway want to go ahead and go over these guys uh this is exciting so what we're going to do is we're just going to do um I mean, when I was writing these down, I filled out a one through five for each division, just just to put it into perspective. But we're not going to do that. Um, it doesn't doesn't really matter if the Rockies finish above the Diamondbacks or vice versa. You know, they're neither one of them is probably going to the. Playoffs. I had seven minutes ready for that argument. I had a seven minute <laughs> argument on that. I was going to filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to do the division winners, the wild the the two wild cards in each league and then the world series matchup. Does that sound, sound mm-hmm. cool guys? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so how do, um, we didn't really talk about how to, uh, how to break this down. Should we just do division by division? Like just do, um, like yeah. start off. Yeah, with, sure. Let's start yeah. with the AL East. Let's go with the AL East. Okay. All right. Uh, a division that, um, actually 
was known for many years for being the strongest, mainly because of the Yankees and the Red Sox. And now that's certainly changed. Um, I would actually argue that this might be one of baseball's weaker divisions right now. Um, so Levi, who you got, man, for uh, for this uh, well, for the title in the AL East? I know it's probably an off the wall pick, but I went with the Blue Jays. All right, I, just, I don't think it's that I, off the wall. I, I like them. I li- I think they've got a really good group of veterans, and um. I, I think offense. the linchpin's going to be a former Cubs, Diana Navarro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he is. He somehow he caught a train to Toronto and it's now a Blue Jay. Okay, um, he's probably their backup catcher, right? Yeah, I I, I just, I think people are kind of underestimating him. Yeah. Kevin Seitzer's batting coach, right? Oh, is Seitzer uh, with is the Blue he, Jays? He, I think he might he be. He was yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Edwin Encarnacion, man, he can knock. Yeah, yeah. Joey Bats is not what he was that you know that those that one season where he hit like fifty some home runs. But yeah, but, he hasn't but been he a still flash hit. in the pan at the same time though. So right, they, yeah, they've got a hell of an Donaldson offense. Reyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Donaldson. I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah, they traded for Donaldson. I'm not sure if the pitching's quite there for them. Um, you know, like Burley is another Burley's another year older. Um, R. A. Dickey that. As much as I like the guy, and I, I love to see a knuckleballer yeah. succeed, that Cy Young was a, a fluke. It, it really was. Well, with uh, with a knuckleballer, any game is a fluke, whether it's one way or the other. Yeah. And so he had a whole season like that, and right. lo and behold, you know, he just happened to have it when he was like 40 years old, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's like their number two or number three, I think. So I, I don't have a lot of faith in the rotation, but I think Levi's right that they're going to put up a lot of runs. You know, I mean, they're going to they'll make some noise still yeah. in that division, I think. Yeah. All right. So Levi goes with Toronto. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. the I like the boldness of the pick. Um, I, I had them more like a third place team. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't believe in Toronto. I'm not I'm not drinking that that Canadian Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going with the Red Sox. Um, I think you know that this fl- these fluctuating seasons of worst to first is, is going to play out again. Uh, the, the pickups in the off season with uh, uh, the uh, pa- Pablo Sandoval and, and Hanley. Who Hanley like what grand slam and a solo yeah. home run yeah. on opening day? Oh man! And I trashed that move all off season. I thought it was the worst move they could have made. And <laughs> oh, sure enough, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna hit like. 310 with 20 home run and 90 RBI. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Buckholz said, okay, the, the question is the starting pitching, but I think they can get by uh, with who they've got with in Buckholz, Porcello, and uh, Miley. Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going Red Sox there. Cool. Yeah, Porcello was uh, a good a good move. That's a guy that's, uh, you know, kind of entering his prime, or at least in his prime at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely like that move. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I had, I had the Red Sox second and the Blue Jays third. Um, so my pick to win the division is Baltimore. Um, I, you know, they lost Marcakis and Cruz, um, but they, they already had so much offense that, that I don't think those, those losses are, uh, you'll miss Cruz's home runs, but. You know, they've still got Chris Davis there. They've still got Manny Machado. Machado. Yeah. Adam um, Jones. Adam Jones. Um, Weeders. Yeah, Weeders. Yeah, I'm forgetting somebody else here. Shoop, 
right? Yeah, um, yep. second baseman. Yeah, so it's a really well balanced team. I mean, they have a good rotate. They have a good, they have good pitching too. Uh, their bullpen's really good as well. So uh, to me, uh, they're they're the best overall team in this division. I think they've got, you know, I think Toronto and Boston, you know, maybe maybe they'll put up more runs. Boston's got a hell of a lineup this year, but. To me, to me, the Orioles are top to bottom the the most complete team in this division. So, I think they they tough it out. All right, and they get it. All right. So I like that, guys. Three different picks. Nice. Um, all right, let's go to the AL Central, um, where Jonathan's Royals and my White Sox play. Um, gosh, this was tough. This was the toughest division to pick, in my opinion. I thought I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. At least you've for got, the AL. Yeah, I mean, you've got the Twins don't stand a chance, um, but you know, four other teams do. Uh, I think so. Jonathan, we'll start with you here, man. Who did you uh, who did you pick to take the Central? I, I went with the Cleveland Spiders, and yeah. I, I'm uh, I've been hearing too many people talk about them, and so I guess I was influenced a little bit. Uh, obviously. Uh, you know they've got a lot there with with Corey Kluber, uh, reigning Cy Young Award yeah. winner, and and the rest of that rotation is pretty solid. And Carrasco and Trevor Bauer, uh, that house kid could be all right yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, I mean Brantley, he could be an MVP candidate. He's good. Um, Carlos Santana, Yakumo Va, Jason Kipnis. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'll going with the Indians. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Spiders. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I was, I'm gonna go with the Royals, man. I still think they're good enough to win the division. I don't know if they're good enough to like get deep into the playoffs. They just don't have the experience of going deep enough. <laughs> no, no, no. I do. What I, I know, that, I know, I know. How I think that translates to them winning the division is I think it, it's lifted that stigma that oh, we're the Kansas City Royals, we're doomed to not be that great, right? And I think they're good enough to win the division. Yeah, all right. I'll tell, would, I'll tell my friends. Levi, you and John Heyman on CBS are the only people I've seen make that prediction. I mean, it, it's just I've, – I've talked about this in previous episodes when we, during spring training. Um, yeah, it kind of – it puzzles me why everybody's thinking the Royals will regress so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at all these predictions that the experts are making, and like everybody's got them in third or fourth. All the statisticians are saying they're yeah. going to win like 72 games. Right, and I just don't see it. Um, I did not pick them to win the division. Uh, I, like Jonathan, picked Cleveland. Um, I, I think that uh, it's a resurgent team. They've got a cut. You know, uh, I think Kipnis was hurt a little bit last year, mm-hmm. uh, so they've got him back, who who's a really good player. Um, I think he's gonna be, he's becoming a very very good one too. He will, um, and. Uh, yeah, the Tito is managing them, you know. So they've they've got a they've got a good skipper at the helm as well, a yeah. veteran skipper who has World Series rings. Um, you know, they've got the reigning Cy Young and a good young pitching staff. So uh, I yeah I I I think that I think they can take it. Um, Detroit's getting a little bit older. Um, the Royals I think um, uh, are going to be competitive again, but I, I think Cleveland will be better. The White Sox. I think we'll be in the thick of it, um, but I'm not quite sure we're better than those other three teams, even with the moves we yeah. made in the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's a tough division. 
Yeah. So, um, so all right. So, two of us took Cleveland. Levi takes the Royals. Um, let's go on to the AL West then, and then we'll do the the two wild cards um, right. after we do that division. Uh, Levi headed out west. Who do you got, man? For me, this was the easiest one. I had to go Mariners. Yeah, I think they're the the best team in the division, hands down. Yeah. Um, as long as you know uh, Felix Hernandez can pitch like he did before, and I, I think they're just easily the team to beat in that division. Cano's going to be just tear it up this year again as well. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, Robinson Cano, he's turning into a Hall of Famer, no? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I agree with Levi. I think Seattle's the strongest. And uh, King Felix and uh, Iwakuma. I mean, Iwakuma's a stud in his own right. Uh, this Walker kid, too, is going to be pretty yeah, good Taiwan as Walker. well. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, they, they've got the, they're starting to solidify the rotation. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm with you as well. I mean, this one, this one, this one was easy, easiest for me as well. I mean, the angels and the A's I think will be good. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think the Mariners will comfortably win the division. You know, what's going to happen is the A's are going to win like 110 games. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Every with year. a bunch yeah, of just, people we've never heard of right. exactly yeah just, yeah just when i think billy bean is is crazy uh, they, they turn around and win 100 games so batting third mike lowell <laughs> right, right. <laughs> why is he still playing <laughs> yeah i mean they trade donaldson you know after he has a hell of a year and yeah, yeah i couldn't believe it so weird that, and that was one of the reasons why i was so high on the blue jays yeah i think he was a great pickup for yeah. them He's he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, his he average seems like a be... really good teammate. Yeah. He seems like a good clubhouse guy. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. He's 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 gonna be one to watch. Um. I mean, he's already good, but he's he's gonna get really good. All right. So Mariners oh, there oh, unanimous. Oh. What's that? I said wild cards now. Yeah. Wild cards. These were tough for yeah. me. These these yeah, were really tough. Course. But at the same time, they're almost throwaways in a yeah. way. Right. So, Levi, who do you got for your two wild cards, man? My first wild card spot is Cleveland. And I thought that was that was easy to me. If, right. You know, if my division picks hold true. And then um, my second one, which was tougher, I went with the White Sox. Wow. 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 Strong I, uh, I, uh, I think I think the White Sox are going to surprise some people. I think it might not be until after the All-Star break. It might okay. be one of those things where they kind of turn it on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Abreu is going to be a stud. I think I just, I think it's going to click for him. I hope you're right, man. You're ahead um, of schedule. Yeah. Yeah, most, a lot of the experts, you know, hey, John Heyman, uh, who I mentioned earlier, he was the only guy, the only person that I saw that, that picked us to make the playoffs. Like Levi said, as hmm. one of the wild cards, everybody else was kind of like, eh, you know, third place, fourth place. Um, so, so yeah, well, thank you. I, I hope you're right, man. I, uh, I really hope. <laughs> yeah, I got to right. support Chicago. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. Um, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, a Brayu could be the MVP. I think the talent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Abreu, Sale could win a Cy Young, you know? I mean, um, yeah. we've got we've got two guys that, 
you know, I, I feel good because, you know, we've got one of the one of the best pitchers in baseball and we've got one of the best hitters in baseball now. Yeah. So, well, if, so that's if, exciting. If they make it to the postseason, then Abreu could very well win the MVP. But if they don't, he could put up astronomical numbers. But if they don't make the postseason, then. Right. They tend to get ignored in the. Yeah. Well, well, not ignored, but uh, they, they tend not to win the MVP. Yeah. So. All right. So Levi's got uh, Levi's got both wild card picks coming out of the central. Uh, so that's definitely going to be uh, a tight division this year. I'm keeping it in the division too. Okay. Detroit and Kansas City wild cards. All right. Uh, nice. One game playoff, and it's going to be absolutely nerve wracking. Ha ha ha! Ah, Detroit and KC in the wild card. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, Detroit. I, Detroit's a little bit of a head scratcher this year. I mean. Yeah. I. I, uh, I think that. I don't necessarily know if they're better than they were last year they're older they're older they got cespedes <laughs> Yep. um for what that's worth yeah you need. i feel bad man that cespedes guy yeah he's been everywhere man yeah it the, sounds like he's bad clubhouse something he's like yeah I only bradley like he levi he would have been a good fit in the outfield for you guys yeah you know yeah. i mean if he's shit i mean they if he's getting traded this much yeah um but anyway, um, so for my wild cards, so you guys got them both coming out of the central. Um, for my wild cards, I've got the Royals as one of my wild cards. As I've, I've been mentioning it for weeks now that uh, I, I just don't see them regressing. I don't see them making it to the World Series either. Yeah, but I, uh, I think it's unlikely as well. Yeah, when you've got that core of, 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 of talent that's really entering its prime, I mean, Gordon's like the guy that's in his prime Hosmer Mustakas, Kane all those guys are entering it right now or yep. at the beginning of it yep. I mean yeah I mean those those guys are only going to get better all four mm-hmm. of those guys this year and that's mm-hmm. a good four if, if I've got any question marks around Kansas City it's it's after Duffy in the rotation yeah um, I'm not in I, I that's another reason I, I don't see them going deep in the playoffs. I, I, um, I think they probably even maybe lose the wild card game just right. be- because I, I'm, I'm not confident that that's like a, a world series caliber rotation after, uh, after right. Duffy bullpen's going to be great again. Um, yeah, it will be. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not convinced the starting pitching's there, but I think they do have enough to, to push into the wild card. Unless Medlin comes back in the summer and gets to his old form. And becomes right. a solid number three. Yeah, it's it, it, it could be possible, but um, yeah. yeah, I still don't think the rotation's that deep. Um, and then my um, my other wild card, uh, I took the Red Sox. Um, so I've got Boston and Kansas City as my wild cards. I mean, mainly it'd just be redundant here for some of the reasons that Jonathan uh, had mentioned. Uh, I like this. Uh, is it Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts, yeah. Yeah, I like this kid. Uh, he's going to be nice name. as the leadoff. Yeah, great mm-hmm. baseball name. Um, and uh, you know they've just you know significant moves in the off season. Sandoval especially, I think. Yeah. Um, and the rotation. I looked at it, and I I had heard a lot of people uh, a lot of people dogging the rotation. But I don't know, man. It's still, it's still not bad. I mean, um, yeah. I think the main gripe against it is that they don't have the designated ace of the right. staff. Right. Yeah. With Lester gone, and they um, don't. They don't. They don't have any. They don't have anybody that's comparable to Lester. But they could. Um, they could buy somebody by the end of July. 
Well, I, I think, I mean, I, I like Porcello as, as a number one. I, yeah. I'm comfortable with him yeah. as a number one at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those are my two wild cards right. as well. Well, okay, let, let's let's do this right now, uh, then, since we just, we'll do the AL all in one swipe. Who do you guys have going to the World Series from the American League? Well, speaking of, I have Boston. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, it just clicks again for them. That offense gets rolling, and it's more than makes up for the somewhat slightly less than dominant pitching staff. Okay. I got to go Mariners. Yeah. They're going to be I a think, top squad, I man. think they're the, the team with the target on their backs yeah. in the right. AL. So They've never made it to a World Series, have they? I don't think so. No. They came close when they had, like, Jay Buhner and Griffey. Right. And, yeah. With that one year where, like, they won, like, like 109 games yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 116, uh, maybe? Yeah. 100, wow. Yeah, they, they had a hell of a, like, it's right on maybe, like, I don't know, it was in the late 90s mm-hmm. when they still had A-Rod as yeah. well. Um, yeah, the Levi's, I, I mean, Levi's onto something with Seattle. I mean, they're, they're going to be really strong. Um, but, uh, I went with Cleveland in the, uh, in the AL. I think that, um, over seven games, I think maybe they could, they could hang with Seattle and pull it off. Um, with Seattle, I, I had them win in the division, but, um, you've got Cano and you've got, um, you've got Nelson Cruz, who's going to, you know, who's a candidate for 35 home runs at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and one suspension. Yeah, and then they still have Kyle Sager, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. signed Sager to the yep. big contract. Yeah, they gave him the big contract. The rest of the lineup, eh, you know, Zanino, that catcher could be could be something. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, I, I would take Cleveland's lineup top to bottom because I think that's, it's, it's, it's more balanced. I, I agree. I think they've, yeah. I think they've got um, they've got a little bit more from top to bottom. I don't think Cleveland has anyone as good as Cano, um, right. you know, but but I think you know one through nine, uh, I would t- I would take Cleveland. So I've got the tribe going to the World Series. All right. Yeah. Hope All I'm right. wrong. I hope it's the White Sox. But hey, these picks are with my head and not my heart. I guess. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the National League, where Levi's Cubs reside. Yes. Um, Let's go ahead and start with the East. This was this was this was the easiest division. For yeah. Me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you all just say it. At I once? assume it's Nationals all around. Yeah, Nationals. The Nets. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Be curious to see how far they go in the playoffs. Um, I think just... they're kind of one of those teams that are kind of doomed now to mm-hmm. like always make the playoffs, but maybe not get too far. Seems yeah. like uh, they they crumble a little bit when they get the pressure put on them. Yeah, I mean they're they've got they obviously they're not afraid to spend money, you know. Um, oh, yeah. They've got deep pockets, and also it tells me you know they could go out and make a trade if they had to, you know. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised like if one of those if one of those like st- they're hungry to win it like if one of those starters goes down they're like you know hell with it we'll bring in Cole Hamels you know we'll yeah. we'll sacrifice half our farm system for Cole Hamels. We've um, secretly so, been cloning Nolan Ryan. Right, uh, we we have that much money. So yeah, this was this was an easy pick. Um, it's it's a it's a good offense too. I mean, yeah. it's um, oh, yeah. you know the the pitching. It's it's I mean hands down the best rotation in baseball. Um, but it's a pretty good offense too. So yeah, it uh, is. So yeah, they're they're going to be tough. Um, 
the, I think they might win the most games among, among anybody in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, they could be like those Mariners. They could win 110 games easy and then, you know, be swept in the playoffs and nobody would right. really be terribly Like the surprised. Division Series, they get swept yeah. or something. Yeah, it could happen. All right, um, so moving on to the Central. Levi, we'll start with you. Your Cubs play here. There's a it's lot of excitement. There's a lot of excitement yeah. around the team this year. How does the Central shake out? Man? Uh, unfortunately, I think more of the same. I think the Cardinals are probably going to be the the winners of the division. Um, I, obviously, the Cubs aren't good enough, I don't think, to win it. And um, I, I'm not sure if anybody else is going to be able to give the Cardinals a run for their money either. I mean, the Pirates, maybe. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think the Cardinals are a better team than the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that actually the, the Pirates have a, um, are going to take the division uh, and not, you know, the the, the uh, rotations don't match up. Cardinals are, always have strong, strong pitching. But yeah. I think that it's time for somebody to break through in that division and dethrone the Cardinals. Maybe it's wishful thinking. And I don't, God, I hope. Yeah. I want somebody to. <laughs> but, you know, it's yeah, changing of the guard. And it seems like the Pirates could be when, when you think about that core with uh, Marte and, and McCutcheon and Josh Harrison, who they just locked up long term today. Yeah, uh, and Pedro Alvarez, uh, Francisco Cervelli. Uh, offensively, they they could be uh, uh, something uh, something to behold. Yeah, I like a few of their pitchers too: Garrett Cole, uh, Charlie Morton, who's mm-hmm. injured. But um, yeah, I saw they got they got Burnett back too. I think. Yeah, they did. Which I'm not sure what they'll get out of him, yeah. but um, yeah, they're going to be good. Um, they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be good enough to beat the Cardinals. Um, I'm with Levi here. Uh, I've, I just, St. Louis just has the track record. I mean, like, well, they've got the talent, but they've also got the track record. They've also got a pretty good minor league, league system still as well. So if like somebody goes down, you know, I think they can bring they can bring somebody up. I think Hayward is going to. He's there's the comeback player of the year right there. I think. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, dude, he's gonna be good. He, I, they've been I'm saying that for five years. <laughs> I'm predicting he's gonna be good as well. I think. Yeah. I think. You're, I, yeah. I hate to say it because I wish right. he was in a Cubs uniform, but yeah, yeah. I uh, I think he's gonna be good. The talent's always been there. He's still only 25. Change of scenery, going to you know a winning organization. There's more nothing the to Braves. do in St. Louis when you're wealthy except sit in your mansion. <laughs> right? That's the truth. And eat crappy pizza. Just ask Nelly. Anyway. Uh. All right. So, all right. So the Cardinals there. Jonathan's got the Pirates, um, who I think will be good as well, but not quite good enough. Um, and then we go out west. Um, this one wasn't hard for me either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just don't see, I don't see any of these teams being better than the Dodgers. Yeah. Same yeah. three way all, all yeah, the way around. I think so. Yep. Yeah. I, I said the same. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess the Dodgers bullpen is kind of on shaky ground. I have read that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, but when you've got the, you've got the best pitcher in baseball, you know, not, not a lot of things like you can, like our, you know, superlatives, you know. But I think it's safe to say Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher in baseball. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that guy's the guy's so good. Um, and Greinke still... is, is, would be an ace on any yeah. other staff. Yeah, Greinke's no slouch either, and you're right. Yeah, any other team. Hyunjin Ryu, if he's, if he's healthy, is yeah. pretty good too. 
Right. I'm rooting for Brandon McCarthy too. I, I hope uh, he gains like some him. momentum off of uh, the success that he had, admittedly, with the Yankees. Uh, but I, I root for Brandon McCarthy. I hope he holds down that rotation spot. I mean, they've got an MVP candidate in Puig, you know, as well. They're becoming uh, like the Cardinals, as in like perennial favorites, like every mm-hmm. year. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, another team that's just two hundred seventy million dollar payroll going into wow. this season. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they were even able to shed some of that dead weight too. Um, yeah. Last year, they're still terrible, skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so okay, wild so the Dodgers—that was yep. easy. Dodgers. Um, Jonathan, who do you have for your wild cards in the NL? I, I admittedly, uh, admittedly, I went ahead and gave the Cardinals a nod uh, for a wild card spot, uh, but for the other spot, I went ahead and took the Padres. Um, okay. I think oh. I think it's a team that does come together enough to to uh, make it. Uh, I, I don't think that they last long. I think the Cardinals will take them out in that in that first uh, wild card game. Uh, but but yeah, I think it gels enough for them. But I think next year is their year to seriously compete. I lose track of who's on the damn team. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they're set yeah. trade every other day. Yeah, I, I think we said it before. We said it in texting each other. They're like our thirteen-year-old self on like RBI baseball. Yeah, like all <laughs> hopped like, up on surge, making trades all afternoon. Yeah, just like yeah, they'll trade anybody for anybody. Yep. Um, well, the, I mean, the reason I I don't know if I I like them to uh, to win the division is aside from Shields and Kimbrel, I don't think anybody they acquired is like really a sure thing, like without no, question yeah. marks. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like Shields, I'm confident in Kimbrel. You know, they got Kennedy and Josh Johnson have got, had moments, but not consistently. Right. I'm saying the guys they acquired though. Uh, well, did they get Kennedy this off season as well? well I couldn't it? say for sure when anyway. they got him. But yeah, of the guys they acquired, like in that wave of people where they were signing or trading every other day, mm-hmm. um, you know, Shields and and now Kimbrel, who they just got a couple days ago. I mean, those I, I'm definitely confident in those guys. But um, you know, I think Will Myers is kind of a project still. He is, yeah. Um, I think Matt Kemp is best days are behind him. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, just I, the I injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a terrible contract. Um, well, it's not going to affect his play. Right. But, I mean, he's going to be... He's He's gone from, like, MVP candidate to, like, 270 guy. Okay, like, okay. Maybe 15, 20 home runs. Who gets more MVP votes this year, Matt Kemp or Jason Hayward? Hayward. Jason Hayward. I'm yeah. taking Kemp. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, so... um. Okay, so Jonathan, uh, okay. you said the Cardinals and the Padres for your wild cards. Mm-hmm. Levi, who do you have for your wild cards? I gotta have faith in my Cubs, man. I'm gonna <laughs> give my Cubbies a wild card. I'm gonna give it to them. It's a little present, and I don't know. Uh, it may be one of those things where it's like the last two games of the season. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like everybody's biting their nails. Oh, Cubs wild card. Cubs wild card. And then we'll proceed to lose to the Giants, who I think are going to be the other one. Okay, going with an ex- going with a veteran team there, experience well, on their and, side. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's kind of what it's going to take for the Giants is they're going to have to get the wild card to right to, to yeah. make it. You know, what that's I mean? the way it is. Yeah, the Dodgers will always yeah. be better during the regular season. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. 
A good choice is there. Uh, so it's Levi takes San Francisco and the Cubs. Um, I'm with Levi. I think the Cubs are going to sneak. I think wow. they're going to sneak into the playoffs. I do. Um, I think that, um, you know, the reason I didn't choose the White Sox was because I think Kansas City, Cleveland, and, and Detroit are still better teams. In the Cubs division, um, I think the Cardinals are better are a better team. I think the Cubs could hang with Pittsburgh, but I chose Pittsburgh as my other wild card. So yeah, I've got both um, central. yeah, both coming out of the central. Um, so yeah, I mean, with the Cubs with just a one game sudden death, who knows, man, the Cubs could go to the NLDS, you know, um, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I see the arguments for Pittsburgh um, going far this year and they very well could still, mm-hmm. I got them in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in the Cubs, um, sneaking into the playoffs. I think like, I think those, like Levi said, I think like the last week of the season, you'll have the Cubs, the Pirates, the Giants, the Padres, and maybe even the Mets who look better than they have in recent years. Um, I think you'll have all five of those teams really fighting it out for those two wild card spots. I think, I think the national league will be good. Those last, last two weeks of the season or so. So, yeah. Yeah. The Mets have a good rotation this year. I don't think they've got enough maybe to get into the playoffs quite yet, but they, yeah, they've Harvey got and DeGrom. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So we've got that set now in the NL, who do you guys have going to the series? I'm taking the Nats. Yeah. I, I think uh, that rotation is just ridiculous. Strasburg, Scherzer, Zimmerman, Fister, Geo. It's built, it's built for a playoff run. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's yeah. it's atrocious, uh, and atrocious in a good way, like the kids say. So yeah, Washington. I'll make it easy. I mean, I, I say I say the Nats too. It's it's got to happen sometime. So with with yeah. the money they've spent, the lineup they have, and the fact that they could you know pull off just about any trade probably too if they had to. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to yeah. go Dodgers upset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's All not right, that huge of an upset. Out. I mean, it's still a really strong team. Well, right. No, no, but yeah. I think it's the upset in that the money's not going to be able to buy it for them. Right. The Nationals. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, so let's just revisit our World Series matchups. Levi's got Seattle and L.A., right? Seattle and the Dodgers. Okay. Jonathan, you've got... Boston, right? Uh, yeah, the Nats and, and the Red Sox. Boston and Washington. I've got I've got Cleveland and Washington. Okay, um, I've got Washington winning the whole thing. I think it's 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 just it's bound to happen. I mean, it's I don't know what. This is probably like like three years where they've had the best team in the National League, or will be three mm-hmm. years if they are. It's just it's it's going to happen. I think I think this is the year. Yeah, I agree. I. I think uh, Washington takes it over Boston in seven. I think uh, uh, as long as Scott Boris lets all of his clients play throughout the playoffs and doesn't pull anybody. Uh, But uh, Jason Worth, uh, you know, gets his ring, uh, our boy Jason. A guy who um, it it looked pretty rough those first couple of years in D.C., but uh, he's evened out nicely. I mean, he's he's going into his late 30s and still putting up pretty good numbers, you know. Yeah, yeah. most home runs out of Central Illinois, I, I assume, in the history of <laughs> pull some strings, Levi. Get him on the show in the <laughs> right? Like, hey, uh, uh, Jason, we went to high school together. 
Um, all right, so uh, yeah, so that's two for the Nationals. Who do you, who do you got, Levi? The Mariners are going to win their first World Series. You heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might be might be my thirteen year old video game self. Right. But I think they deserve it. I think they got the talent. Um, I I'm, I just. I feel if it, they get, I feel them. like they get to the World Series, they will win the World Series. Yeah, all right. It's one of those things. Yeah, I think Felix deserves it. I mean, he's been hanging in there in Seattle now for about you know ten, eleven years, if not a little longer. Even mm-hmm. came in the league when he was what eighteen, nineteen. Um, yeah, he's a stud, man. Um, I do hope that Seattle makes it actually, because I want to hear Ann Wilson belt out the national anthem. There we go. <laughs> There we nice. go. Or Jerry Cantrell belt out the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's, he, he's from California, though, right? Or is he a Seattle guy, too? I couldn't say for sure. Anyway. Anyway, so there you go, folks. Two for the Nationals, one for the Mariners. Should be an exciting season. Write it in stone. Will be. You can follow it all right here. Rock Chew. RockChew.com. At Rock in Chew. On Twitter and Instagram. And like us on Facebook. Um, now, getting to really the the the, um, the grand finale, really, of uh, this guitar madness. We've gone through 64 guitarists, all of them great in their own right. Um, but we've landed finally on four guitarists. And they are Rich Robinson of the Black Crows, who will be facing off against Tommy Bolin. Uh, Tommy Bolin of, well, Deep Purple and the James Gang. Um, also, though, uh, put out two just outstanding solo records um, in the mid-70s, mid-late 70s. Studio musician, as Jonathan uh, Studio mentioned. musician as well, yeah. Yeah, the Alphonse said, Muzon. Alphonse yeah, Muzon. Alphonse yeah. Muzon. Yeah, yeah that, so just, that album he's on is great. Such an eclectic guitarist. So, um, Rich Robinson versus Tommy Bolin, and then two titans um two uh two guys uh just really elder statesmen of rock here um two guys that probably probably at least can defy physics these two guys should have died a a long time ago probably (laughs) um they're defying physics they're not flying or anything but um you know what i mean they, <laughs> haven't, they haven't fallen down in the right old. right so that right. is defying physics yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> pickled livers both of them um but uh yeah. yeah we've got keith richards versus jimmy page so uh just wow that one uh yep that's a that's that's you can't get too much bigger than that so um I think what we're going to do then, Jonathan, you talked about the format a little bit. Um, yeah. Refresh my memory, though. Yeah, so let's just have a, a roundtable discussion of each of these guys one by one, and we'll start with Robinson and Bolin okay. and okay. talk about each of their merits, and then okay. we'll all, in a way, maybe even change each other's minds based on our arguments for them. So, And then we'll wait until we all talk and then vote for the winner of, of each matchup. Okay. Groovy. All right, do you guys you guys want to start with Rich? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Definitely. Well, you know, I'll 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 start and then you, you guys go there. Um I uh probably like one of the most important musicians 
uh, in my life. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. I know that sounds really overly sentimental, um, but, um, you know, not only as a guitarist, but also just as an all around composer, um, he, uh, you know, he's, he's just important to me. Uh, ever since I saw him in the suit on the cover of uh, Southern Harmony in 1992, I was like, that guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, so, and, and as a guitarist, you know, just his tunings, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the tournament. Um, and, uh, you know, also I think just all of the different guitars he plays too. You know, I mean, he's oh, a guy yeah. that the Zemitis um, guitars, right? Right. Yeah. You don't. I mean, you don't see him with. I've I've seen him with a Strat only once or twice, but right. uh, I've seen him with just about the whole gamut of popular guitars. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to run into a Zemitis, much like the one he plays with the engraved uh, plate on the front. It's oh, like yeah. aluminum. Yeah. 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 Uh, in in London, in a guitar shop in London, and I it was in there for repair, and the guy opened up the case, and it's everybody. We're all just like, oh, it's this wow. beautiful Zamaya. Well, yeah, guitar. it's like a thirty or forty thousand dollar guitar. Yeah, it's right? serious. Yeah. yeah, he's just got an arsenal of guitars. Um, so uh, he can play lead and rhythm as yeah. well. Um, one probably a rhythm a little bit better than better than lead, but he's he's turned into a really good lead guitarist yeah. as well. Well, and I think most of the time he was happy deferring the lead parts to somebody else, even though he very well could have played much of them. Yeah. yeah. I think it's better when he is not lead all the time. I'll yeah. say that, you know, Definitely. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I, I want him playing lead on every tune. Um, but just such a, such a gifted, gifted, um, gifted guitarist and, uh, an eclectic one too. Yeah, absolutely. His, his uh both of it his electric work and his more subtle uh whether it be acoustic or something like nonfiction, cursed diamond his work on ballad into wiser time and in the way that he plays with whoever's opposite uh playing the other guitar with him on stage uh you know he lets them take the reins but then he joins in and he keeps up and and the places when you get that dual guitar attack at, at a show it's there's nothing like it yeah absolutely it's 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 keith richards meets nick drake man you know it's just and and like that that uh as you mentioned nick drake i and i think that like kind of uh, the word i think i'm looking for is maybe like a a melancholiness to him yeah absolutely so it was always a super special moment during a show if like you caught rich and he smiled you know what i mean right like if you saw him and like I don't know, right? You, no, you totally. He right. always looked focused, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he, uh, he definitely. I think that band doesn't exist without him. Absolutely. And I mean, we say that about a lot of different people. I think, in in my mind, the hierarchy would would be him and then Steve. Right. You know, yeah. I, yeah. without those two guys, I think the band doesn't exist. Um, just a. A monumental uh, song crafter. I don't know. You know? Completely. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of the most. Yeah, definitely one of the most important songwriters of the last thirty years. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and I think a guy too. They they didn't. I think get the attention that they deserved. But uh, his last couple solo records are, are are actually. I think yeah. all of his solo records are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I only heard his first one. Was it Paper? Yeah. yeah. You should check yeah. out the last two, man. I mean, they're 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 more. Um, diverse than paper is mm-hmm. certainly yeah. um but i think they're more mature too i mean paper's really good um but it's it's 
I think some of some of the tunes kind of sound a little too similar on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, check out the his last couple of records too, through a crooked sun and. Um, I forgot what the the most recent one was called, but so uh, I I think it's interesting that uh, Robinson, you know, Rich definitely has these influences. I mean, he's very much his own guitarist, but sure. I think two of his biggest influences are on the other side of this bracket with with Richards and and Page, yeah, and Richards being his electric influence, while Page is almost his acoustic uh, influence, or like you said, Levi, his more melancholy influence with like uh, Bring On, Bring On, and Buttermilk Waltz, even you know Thorn in My Pride. Yeah, you've got a, a Sunday Night Buttermilk Waltz is kind of like Black Mountain side, you know. Exactly, like, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, but you know he takes it into his own arena of 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 guitar playing, so he's very much his own person. But you know we did touch upon something there where he doesn't quite have the stage presence. He knows how to dress, Gabe. You 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 hit that <laughs> right. on the head. The, the dude the dude can fucking uh, can wear it. But um, but yeah, he, he's pretty quiet up there on stage. Like Levi, like you said, very focused. And and if you got a smile out of him, you thought, oh, he, maybe he's having a good time after all. Yeah, yeah. It was always like we'll, uh, special. We'll post some uh, some rich clips uh, on our different. Uh, you might even find one social of them media. Smiling. And and, and like uh, like Keith on the other side of the bracket, it's always exciting when he sings during the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that that is always and his voice. His I mean, we're, this is a not a, a vocal tournament, but uh, his voice has gotten a lot stronger too as yeah, he's yeah. aged. Yeah. So um, definitely. All right, so Rich, let's um, let's go ahead and go on to Bolin. Um, uh, Tommy Bolin is uh, is a guy actually that Jonathan got me into um, a few years back, and uh, I've certainly just really taken to him and. Uh, just really tried to devour just about everything he produced because he he died way too young. Um, so, so yeah, Bolin to me, I, I, I'm not gonna. I think I, I said a lot about him during the uh, the previous rounds, but to me, you know, it's kind of like he's a guy that he could have fit right in Skinnerd or he could have fit in Bowie. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he he could have played with either one of them um, and and done it really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny yeah. you listen to that deep that deep purple record he's on that studio uh, record. come taste the band yeah. and, and the first song is straight up you know oh this is deep purple this could be richie blackmore right and you wouldn't know and then the second song it's like oh that's unmistakably tommy bolin yeah yeah <laughs> he, he's a chameleon like that yeah kind of funky you know he could like he was a he could play oh, yeah. he, actually, he could play in parliament you know i oh, mean yeah. He, totally yeah, yeah yeah um him and glenn hughes were a good pairing within deep purple they were kind of driving some of the newer sound that they were putting out before they uh before he died and they split so yeah, he's very soulful yeah Bowling. definitely definitely um so yeah so for me you know just his his soulfulness is how eclectic he is um and uh there's something his stage presence is good there's almost i want to say kind of feminine qualities to yeah him. he's got a look too yeah 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 i mean I, yeah i think he was kind of intentionally playing that up a lot right that's really funny because you know i i I remember getting this uh when i was uh staying with my mom uh over christmas uh 10 years ago and i got this at a a cd store and she's like that man is beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i know he's a good looking dude (laughs) well and on uh private eyes he's naked on the cover yeah with those two chicks that too yeah yeah. yeah, he's always playing up the sex thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. he's definitely got a like, look. 
you know, like platform shoes on scarves. Like was, yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Um, definitely, a, a sort of in, a in prepping fashion. this, I watched cause I, I didn't, I had heard Miami from the James gang yeah, and that was about it. And so I YouTube some James gang with Tommy Boland footage and there is a version of him doing Funk 49, and it's like he's on another planet. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. Like, like... I know what you're talking it, it's about. It's, like, totally different. And he makes it his own. It's really yeah. cool. Huh. Interesting. It's like that riff for Funk 49 is there that, like, Joe Walsh did, but then, like, all of a sudden he hits some pedal, and it's like... Blah, 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 blah. It's like, <laughs> like spaceship effects and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> It's yeah. out there. Yeah, but it's yeah. it was great, man. He It's such a shame. He's he's uh, you know, we've said it about a lot of different people, but it's like, man, if they could have just lived what their what their body of work would have became. And it yeah, really, he, was it pisses, like, he was only like 25, I think, when he died. Yeah. It pisses me off. I read that Rolling Stone had a, like a really in-depth article the week after he died. Oh, and really? It was, he died when he was on tour with Jeff Beck in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And People, he was hanging with people who knew that he had OD'd, but they were just kind of like keeping him awake and, you know, waiting for his breathing to resume to normal. And they knew this at like midnight and, you know, come three o'clock, they refused to take him to a hospital because they didn't want the bad press. And he was dead by seven with all of these people around him knowing that he had OD'd. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's, that's a sad, sad tale. And and apparently he wasn't a junkie. He just partied too hard that night. that's the yeah. same story with uh, Average White Band. Oh, really? The, the drummer for uh, Average White Band, him and uh, the bass player are at a party with Greg Allman and Cher. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess they, there were, was like, they were married. There's like a yeah. plate of uh, what I think was heroin or something, and the guy thought it was Coke. And so he like did a bunch, and mm-hmm. oh, they, they both did a bunch. And somehow Cher like kept the one bass player like uh, revived alive mm-hmm. to where he lived but the drummer of average white band died jeez and it's just so sad that it's like totally preventable yeah, yeah. people even people, after they were at the, they yeah. were at a party it's like someone yeah. at the party fucking take him to yeah. the hospital this wasn't like yeah hendrix choking on his vomit in his bed alone or anything yeah 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 people yeah. were there literally Wilson watching the bathtub by himself yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i got to read that rolling stone piece levi got me the um really the whole rolling stone archives up until like 2008 or something like that yeah, so you don't uh, need any of the new ones man <laughs> right yeah right <laughs> yeah but uh, i do want i didn't know about that piece honestly yeah, so i, I you uh, can pretty much yeah, stop yeah. reading those rolling stones about 94 95 pretty yeah. much yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but i think uh, overall that bolin bolin's guitar it's 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 almost as crass as it sounds it's it's kind of like you know it's about getting laid and it's about at the oh, yeah. same time, he's very sensual with his guitar. And, he definitely make love, makes love to it. Absolutely. But he's really raw at the same time. Yeah. And uh, we I, mentioned, like I said before, that Alphonse Muzon record, man. Oh my gosh, dude, he's yeah. a he's a monster of a yeah. guitar player. Highly recommend it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just he was out there, man, in such a good way. Yeah. yeah. So diverse, yet he could fit into anything. Um, and he and he would shred, but he could. He was also a really good songwriter. Yeah, but that, that solo stuff is oh, yeah. solid, solid. Oh, yeah. Post toasty, man. Oh yeah. god, oh, don't even get me started, dude. Um, 
All right. Well, Bolin. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do. I let's let's vote on this now. We gotta all vote right. while we're while we're here. Okay, we can. Uh, all Go of these it. are difficult. They, Going they, into the final, there are no losers first, at this point. There in the were bracket. first round matchups yeah. that were difficult, even. So this is, you can imagine, is extremely difficult. Um, I've got to go with Rich, though, um, just for how much he's meant to me. And uh, I mean, for the I'd, I'd be being redundant if I if I uh, said what I just said. But to me, um, there's there's a larger body of work, so maybe it's a little bit unfair. Um, but uh, yeah, Rich represents the influences of all other guitarists I love as well. So, so yeah, he uh, he gets it. All right, I'll, I'll go next. I'm, I'm going to take Bolin. Uh, I, I think if if this if we waited songwriting a little bit more, if or okay. at least if I were waiting songwriting in, in my decisions a little bit more, I mean, Rich Robinson is like I said, one of the most important in the last thirty years. But I think when it comes down to um, the the raw emotion of a guitar and what it means to be a guitarist in kind of a generic sense, I, I got to go with Bolin. This is a tough one, man. It's up to you, I, Levi. Uh, you know, if I went with my heart, it would be rich. But I think I'm going to go with Bolin. On the fact that... <clears throat> All right, all right. There you have it. I think Bolin is the more, even though his, <laughs> even though Bolin's body of work is smaller. Right. Rich Robinson has never made a jazz fusion record. <laughs> this is true. And so, I just think the the eclecticness is there, and I I just I think Bolin is the better the better guitarist. He's a better lead guitarist. Overall, I still take Rich, but... No, yeah, uh, and like I said, if songwriting was brought into this at all, yeah. it would be Rich every right. every time. But yeah. when it comes to, to, to guitar playing, and, and these last four for me, I think it's it's about guitar playing. I, I gotta yeah. go with Bolin. The chops. All right, Tommy Bolin enters the championship game. Who will he face? Keith Richards or Jimmy Page? Jonathan, start us off. I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna with, start with off. The, whoever you want to take. First. <laughs> I'm gonna start out with with Jimmy. Um, okay. You know, I, his body of work is pretty impressive. His session stuff. Even Betsy reminded me of the stuff he did. He was recording guitars for the Who early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he's He's so bombastic in his compositions; it's amazing. Um, whether uh, whether it's you know, like since I've been loving you and out on the tiles, compare that to like that's the way and Bronier Stomp is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I mean, his his electric songwriting and his acoustic songwriting, if they were separate careers, they would both be like Hall of Fame careers, if you will. Mm-hmm. And but the fact that he does them together is uh, almost unprecedented in a way. And you know we talked about how Rich did that a little bit, but I, I think his um, his juggling of those two things is absolutely unparalleled in the history of rock. You said it wonderfully, man. I um, 
he's the best acoustic and electric guitarist of all time. I mean, you mentioned all those other Titans, the, you know, the four that weren't even in this tournament because they're so good. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Dwayne Allman, um, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. I mean, all those guys were phenomenal. I mean, more than phenomenal Ele- uh, electric guitarists, but I, I, their acoustic body. I mean, they didn't play acoustically that, that frequently, but, um, Page did, and um, when I think of him with the guitar, you know, I almost think of both of them. You know, it's like imagine him in my head; he's holding both of them, mm-hmm. and I value his his work on the acoustic um, as much as I do on the electric. So, um, yeah, well put. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it's unparalleled. Agreed. I agree with everything you said. Um, he's written some of my favorite you know, classic rock riffs. And, um, like you said, I agree with the bombasticness. He's, uh, you know, almost, he's not subtle. No, (laughs) it's like, nothing subtle about heartbreak. Almost like very big overtures, you know? And, um, sometimes to me, that can sometimes be his downfall. Like I sometimes don't like on live Zeppelin, where it's like he'll go to do a solo and it's just like crazy, obnoxious, noodly, heavy-handed, yeah, sloppy. It can be. It can sometimes be sloppy, <laughs> but yeah. but part of that is his style and his tone, though, too, as well. And and, and some of the some of the chemicals that he ingested yeah, that well, night. Of course, as well. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think he uh, wanted to. He wanted to shove a cod up her, uh, <laughs> right. but all, all they had was mini sharks. Uh. <laughs> we all know the story. Oh, anyway. It's interesting, though, it, compared to all of the three other Final Four guitarists, he's the only one who doesn't contribute terribly much vocally, correct? Right, yeah. I mean, he didn't contribute anything to Zeppelin vocally, right? Not to, I don't think so. No, no. not to my I knowledge. I mean, there was no mic up there on stage. John Paul Jones, I think. Yeah, he could have handled any, yeah. any backing vocals. Yeah. yeah. So, and I know that, I mean, that's just a part of the of uh, the entire picture, but it is something to consider, uh, the idea that he didn't, he didn't have to worry about that, I guess, contributing vocally. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, now we've got... Uh, Gosh, the man who, gosh, what is uh, in his seventies now, um, and uh, still just announced tour dates uh, <laughs> a, a week or two ago. Um, Stone's going back out on the road um, for who knows the last time. Um, Keith Richards, really, to me, the um, kind of almost the 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 living embodiment of rock and roll guitar. Um, just with with the riffs that he's written, you like know, a, yeah. yeah, yeah, with satisfaction, you know, it's like yeah. you know, like you were to, you were to like an alien was to come down. I, I might be paraphrasing somebody else who said this earlier, so if someone else said it, I, I I'm sorry, I can't reference it. Who, um, like, if aliens were to come down to Earth and they'd be like, you know, what does rock and roll sound like? You know, like, <laughs> you would be like. You'd be like, da, 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 da. that's what you do, right? So, so that's 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 Keith. Keith's Keith's a fucking god, man. He is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's um, full of the riffs. It's, yeah, and it's it is absolutely amazing that 
not not that he's alive because of you know what he's been through what he did to his body but just that he was like the beginning of that transition into like rock like the biggest transition into rock and roll yeah it's, it, it being it's what, amazing what I think most still... of us think rock and roll means and yeah. it is you know i mean yeah he was you know he wasn't uh he was he was dirty he was nasty you know just like yeah yeah i wonder if like bach was like this in his final in his final <laughs> decades you know like, people were like I'd man like... it's awesome this guy's still around yeah <laughs> so um yeah just a just a walking piece of leather with a telecaster. <laughs> <laughs> they dipped him in embalming fluid 25 years ago, and he still looks great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Is what he's been through in his age? He actually looks pretty phenomenal. Quite oh, yeah. Well, right. And right. he's got, like, a beautiful wife, beautiful children. They're all, yeah. like, models. It's yeah. Like... yeah. It just it all works out for Keith. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. It's like... Yeah, he's, he's like his only rock and roll, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you were to ask him, he's like, <laughs> he's like, forty years of I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think his he's kind of similar. Rich is similar to him in stage presence, where they're not terribly animated, right? And yeah. so that can be a knock against you know what you think of a classic guitar player. Obviously, Richards is classic in many instances, but. But he almost makes it look too easy up there. And uh, some people think, actually, I just heard this on Dan Patrick this past week, where, you know, some people misinterpret what he's doing on stage at this age for not playing. I mean, because a lot of the stuff he does is an open G. Yeah. And open G chords yeah. are really simple to play. It's just yeah, like a bar chord. One, yeah, and, you know, it's just like a hammer on a, a note here and there. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, simplify it too much. But, uh, but he he's always made it look awfully easy and that's not to diminish uh, his abilities. He never did more than he had to. I also think his acoustic playing is underrated yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And his vocal contributions are uh, yeah. always welcome in the middle of the show. God, yeah. Happy. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So uh, who do we take though? Keith, versus page this is a no-brainer for me okay well who is it then who is it then it's page huh all right all right i i I think uh page going back to that idea of 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 a guitarist um instead of the riff master and if i need a song written in four minutes all right i'm going to jimmy if i need a song that starts with a theremin solo for seven minutes, then I'm, or I'm sorry, then I'm, then I'm going to Jimmy. Otherwise, I'm going to to Keith for for the three minute yeah. song. Um, but but I think Keith, his robustness, his like I said, his bombasticness, uh, his he's totally well rounded. Uh, he he he's got all the chops and he's not afraid to show it. So I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Did I keep I keep yeah, switching keep, the names? Keep, yeah, Jimmy Pays. It's my subconscious battling. <laughs> So everything I said about Keith, I'm in for Jimmy and vice versa. So Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. This one is tough, man. Do you want to go next game? Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I take Keith. I mean, this one, obviously, like, Page getting this far wasn't far. But when I put the two of them together, I just think of what Keith's done um, for every other band that I like. And, I mean, you could say that about Page to a certain degree, maybe not as much. Um, but, uh, I, 
I've, I've already said it. Yeah. I mean, Keith is Keith is rock and roll to me. I mean, if there's if there's anybody who is who's who sort of like, you know, um, he didn't invent it, but he perfected it. Certainly. Yeah. Chuck Berry invented it, I think. But um, yeah. and who's you know Keith's hero, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. It's it's key for me, man. Yeah, man. I, if aliens ever came and visited me and wanted to hear rock, I'd be like, da 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 da. Smoke on the water, man. Like, I think what I would give some aliens. Uh, Blackmore's but... already out. All right. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> on guitarist and guitarist merit, I'm going Jimmy Page. All right. I, I wow. appreciate Keith Richards uh, uh. a lot. I love all the riffs. He's my third favorite guitarist of the Rolling Stones. First probably being Mick Taylor, then Brian Jones. Wow. Wow. Um, Throwdown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Keith, but he's not... To me, he's never been in the... You know, does he got to be on every song? No, I don't think Keith had to. Um, so I went with Paige. Uh, Paige. Uh, Keith Richards never wrote a Stairway to Heaven. You know what I mean? There's no, I there's wrote no better songs than Stairway to Heaven. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm saying as in like, there's no one piece of guitar work that Keith Richards can point to and be like, there's my guitar talent in like one song. Satisfaction. I mean, he already did it. Yeah, but who yeah. needs to listen to Satisfaction again? Satisfaction is like three notes, man, and Stairway to Heaven is like it doesn't intricate have to be chords. Complicated to be to be great, you know? I mean, no, 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 not at all. Not at it all. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I'm going with Paige. All right. All right. Hey, this so, is how the tournament shakes out sometimes. Paige and Bolin. Paige and Bolin. All right. Well. I mean, even though I didn't pick him versus the last competitor, previous competitor, it's a little <laughs> unfair because I've listened to Bolin so much over the last couple of years um, that I'm, I'm so high on him right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't. I don't want that necessarily to influence my decision because it's, a, it's, a it's, David it's more temporary. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. But Paige, for all of the reasons you guys stated, is great. Um. And uh, his just how he approaches the instrument and and um, the fact that he can play acoustic and electric so well just um takes him quite a ways and for me it takes him to the final it, t- it takes him to the championship then i take page all right i'll go i'll go uh you know i think like i said you know bolin is you know it's great great music you know if, if you're looking to turn down the lights and 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 really chill and maybe score with a lady right. <laughs> <laughs> while, while page is like hanging with your bros right yeah definitely and you know, have, having having a good house party for a couple hours, right. uh, and so those are two you know two pretty uh, um, fun paths to those take. Are good scenarios, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you know Paige's body of work is is pretty amazing, 
Um, but coming down to this idea of the guitarist and and the diversity of what in the chops he's able to show, like you know, just anything, and and not not necessarily be a you know just a guy in a cover band. I, I think what Bolin was able to do, even though it wasn't that long amount of time, uh, it, it the diversity of it is pretty amazing. And I'm going to take it over Page. I'm going to go with Bolin. Oh, man. All right. So, it, Levi, this all comes down to you. <laughs> this is the wild. This is the wild this card is game. Tough, like I said, time, it's the championship. Yeah. This is right. David versus Goliath. Levi, I, I went second because I wanted everybody to send you the hate mail. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I've got very broad shoulders. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of people asking who Tommy Bolin is. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. No, yeah. Exactly. Um, this is a tough one, man. They both deserve it um i think at the end of the day i've got to go bowling whoa (laughs) (laughs) i was about ready to go like (laughs) no i gotta go wild dogs are howling through the night on even though he was here such a short time, he showed such a flash of diversity that he could do it all. And yeah, in in one of the ways that I love Jimmy Page is one of the ways that he lost a bowl. And in my mind is that sometimes he's kind of a one trick pony when it comes to certain songs. So I went with bowling. Wow. We have an official winner. There you have it. I, I really, I didn't think that Bolin was gonna win when we got into the final four. I didn't, I didn't think that I was gonna have Rich beat him, and I certainly didn't think that I was gonna have Paige beat him. But uh, you know, Gabe, like you said, sometimes this can break down into what you've been listening to for the last few years. Um, right. But I've been listening to more Zeppelin than Bolin in the last few years, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. But the diversity that Bolin was able to to show is just unprecedented. Well, there you have it, folks. Tommy Bolin is the winner of the 2015 first annual Guitar Madness Bracket. So, crank some Tommy Bolin. We'll post some Bolin stuff uh, on the pages. Uh, If you're not familiar with Tommy Bolin, right... Hopefully you're still you've still tu- you're still tuned in. Hopefully to this podcast because um, we've just kind of anointed the some guy. dude I've never heard of beat Jimmy freaking Page. Right, right. <laughs> but you know what, folks? That's the beauty of the tournament. Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Page, they don't win every year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Page is the Kentucky man. People thought he was going to be undefeated. That's right. Yep. That's yep. right. Doesn't happen, man. It's Tommy Bolin. Um, so, uh, congrats. You know, in uh, a way, I, I thought halfway through this tournament, I thought that Paige shouldn't even have been in it. I thought he was too much of a god. Right. But sometimes when you break it down to these individual matchups, you, you realize other things. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it, folks. Jimmy Page is the champion. No, he is not. 
Tommy Bolin is the champion. Tommy Bolin is the champion. I'm sorry. Tommy Page is the Tommy the, the champion. Um, I'm What's sorry. funny is, Gabe, didn't you predict like Tommy Bolin would end up winning it? Like originally when we yeah. first even talked about. And yet you it? voted against him every time, every right. round you voted against him. <laughs> I voted with him until Rich. I think. I think you did. Yes. Um. Yeah, Tommy Bolin is the champion. I'm sorry, said Jimmy Page. Jesus, love. It's getting late. It's getting anyway, late. Um, so, guys, let's take it home then. Uh, do you guys have any recommendations for um, for uh, uh, music for our bullpen session here? Tommy Bolin, yeah. Teaser. <laughs> teaser, get it. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, just uh, pick up oh, Teaser, oh, man. Oh. It's really, uh, it's, it's all you need. And, guys, and do you guys, privatized. Do you guys know who played and privatized as well? Do you guys know who played drums on a couple tracks on Teaser? Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, like what famous drummer, singer? Yeah. Phil Collins is on Teaser. No yeah. Huh. Didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. He he uh, he plays on a, a, a couple tracks. Yeah. Very cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I don't really have anything. I'll show. Uh... I could hardly ever find anything of this artist on vinyl. And I don't know why, because he was a really popular artist. And it's kind of one of those guilty pleasure LPs, but I finally found a mint copy of it, so I'm going to show it off. It's George Michael's Faith. <laughs> mint. Mint. Nice. Yeah, dude. So I was Mint in little... both senses of the word. I was yes. uh, rocking a little father figure earlier, uh, man. It's a good song, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what? By saying that, Levi, we've probably, in some of our listeners' eyes, inv- <laughs> that invalidates everything that we said so far. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Good job. You know, That's get out there and buy your George Michaels. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Paul Molitor is going to take the Twins to the World Series. So, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go bold. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congrats to Tommy Bolin. If you're not familiar with Bolin, um, we'll post some stuff uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, dig his music out there. Fortunately, for a short amount of time, he was very prolific. And his archives so, have been prolific. They've released a lot of his stuff over the years. It's right. a lot of bootlegs out there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of live recordings. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, and then the two James Gang records he played on, as well as uh, Deep Purple's Come Taste the Band. Uh, one of their best, certainly. So, with that, thanks for hanging in there for, uh, with us on the tournament. It was a lot of fun. We'll definitely do it again next year. Uh, fill out your own bracket still and post it, you know, yep. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, send them um, my way. Tommy Bolin doesn't have to win in your tournament, uh, even though he won in ours. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe it's George Lynch for you. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I was, for some reason, I'm really glad George Lynch was included in the tournament. <laughs> um, the Lynch mob. Anyway, so with that in mind, uh, thanks, everybody. Have a good night, and we will see you next time for episode 25. We made it, kids. Over All right. Out. Take care. Yep. Later.